It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country with Dan Berger brought to you by Bottle Barn. And it's wonderful to have Martha Barra here from uh, the Barra Wines. Martha, you said it's about, what, 10 miles north of Ukiah? Our, our tasting room is, The yes. tasting room, and, yeah. And then the vineyard, the home ranch is actually called Redwood Valley Vineyards. And that's the home ranch, about 250 acres. Wow. And that's five minutes from from the from, winery. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Dan? The property is is situated in such a place that it is cool enough to grow white wine grapes and warm enough to grow red wine grapes. So you can grow almost anything there. It's got the benefits of good soils. But they're not too too fertile. You, if too much fertility in the soil is not a good thing for wine grapes. Driving up the freeway, uh, when you get past Hopland on Highway 101, yeah, there's a long stretch where there's plenty of wine grapes growing there. There's uh, some wonderful wineries along the way. And the more you drive, the further you drive, the more you reach an area that is seems like that there's no more habitability. I mean, Hopland is a major stop. Yeah, and a great place. And I a love great, Hopland. Lo- lovely place and got good beer and so forth. But when you finally get up to Ukiah, that's really much the last outpost for fine wine in California. Now, there, there are places north of there, Humboldt County. Like Barra. Well, Barra is really the, one of the last oh. outposts. Think about that. So, w- wait a minute. Okay, I'm a big Hopland fan. Yeah. How far away from Hopland are you guys? I, 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 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, north of Hopland, you get 25 minutes, you're in Ukiah, then you can visit Barra. But north of you, what what's happening north of you in terms of wine? Not a lot until you do hit Humboldt County. And Humboldt, there's a couple yeah. of very small wineries. Yeah. Uh, Fry Vineyards, which is the no sulfites added winery, right. is just a, maybe a mile um, past yeah, us. Yeah, if you're in Humboldt, it's all about the weeds. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and the wines that are coming out of Humboldt are very exciting. Really? Oh, they were very small producers, but making some fabulous products. California Wine Country with Dan Berger, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Martha Barra is here from Barra Vineyards in Mendocino County, and it's great to see you. And these wines are just spectacular. Dan, intro this one. Well, this one, just smell this stuff. It's just fabulous. This is really an uh, exotic. I don't even need to taste it. No, I know. I can sit here and smell it for an hour. It's so exotic. This has gotten gold medal after gold medal at all the wine competitions. This is my white wine of the year. And explain exactly what it is. This is Pinot Blanc, the way Pinot Blanc should be made, with no barrels necessary, with fruit, and it's just delicious. All right, this is a 2022? Yeah. How long will Dan lay it down burger? About down? six minutes. That's, that's all <laughs> this, I can handle. This can, stuff is so delicious, you don't want to put it... I mean, why would anybody put something like that away? With, and you'd lose some of what's here now. This stuff is oh, fin- screw-capped to keep We were it- off the air, and I uh, asked what wine was next, and you mentioned this one, yeah. and uh, Martha said, you're probably going to like this better than the Chardonnay. This is an amazing wine. There's a this lot is, going on here. This is an amazing wine. Absolutely. This is one of the greatest. Now, I will say this. There are plenty of good Pinot Blancs out there. There are four or five of them. 
They all come from Mendocino County. Really? Every single one of them. Now Martha, talk about that. Why Mendocino County is so great for well, this kind of wine? And Dan alluded to the fact that our soils, in, like in Redwood Valley, are not deep. We have a lot of rock. But we also have the climate. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, and we, are, we grow certified organic, too. So because we don't have the fog influence, our days are very warm, but the nights are 50 degrees. There's right. a 50-degree diurnal shift. Yeah, yeah. So that means we can, the acid is very good in our wines without adding acid. This is just pure delicious. It's tasty. It's got a little bit of wild sort of tropical characteristics, mm. sort of tropical and spicy notes in the aromatics. Then you get it in the mouth, and it's got a little bit of the citrus, but mostly it's got some things like flowers, and it's got some subtle uh, elements. That, for example, there's a little teeny bit of fennel, like a, fr- I get that. a trace I, of yeah, fennel. I got that. And then there's also some other things, like uh, it, it almost smells as if it's... Uh, now, this is going to be a little esoteric for people who have never listened to this show before, but I do this all the time. It's almost like... Fenugreek. I'm going to go look that one up. Explain that word. Fenugreek is is a green spice, and it is one of the elements that is often used when you make up curry powder. Hmm. Fenugreek is then dried out until it's completely dry, and then it's made into a powder, which actually turns out to be sort of yellowish. And it's got a very sweetness, uh, kind of a sweetness to it. As I'll bring some in next week yeah, so that. you can smell the fenugreek powder. But the thing is, as a green leaf, it's the most overwhelming scent you've ever smelled in your life. I, I actually took some home from uh, an event one time as green leaf, and I put it in my briefcase. <laughs> and my briefcase smelled like fenugreek for 20 years after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, so, talk about Pinot Blanc. All right. It, it, a Pinot, of course, this is a white wine. Well, there's uh, thus there, the Blanc. There are two mystical things about Pinot Blanc. One of which is the real, honest to goodness Pinot Blanc that grows in in France, and the other, which is called Melon de Bourgogne, which is a slightly say sim- that again slowly. Melon M E L O N Melon D E D Bourgogne B O U R G O G N E. And uh, one of my favorite bands they're playing tonight at Hot Monk Sebastopol. I appreciate I can, that very much. Yeah, okay, there's a little bit of a kind of a, a tarragon note to the nose very slight but in the mid palate it's so rich yes, it and explodes there's, there's all ex- sorts of stuff but going on. it's not richness from alcohol it's not richness from oak it's just rich because of the fruit component the fruit Ooh. component it just drives me wild and now the the finish on this oh yeah gets that's a, another it's one lo- lovely but it gets a little sweet if you wanted to pair this with some kind of food, oh, God. then you could put it with, I would not put it with salmon, too much oil in the salmon. I would go for something like very carefully prepared halibut so that the halibut, the sweetness of the halibut then comes out and yeah. matches up with the sweetness and the aftertaste of this wine. Because wine is rich enough to go with the halibut. Oh, this is a rich wine. Yeah. And you know, Steve, this is two different clones. Yeah, explain that. Well, the, the first planting that we had was in 1962, and we still have those vines on St. George Rootstock. Mm, there you go. <laughs> they are the ugliest vines, and the grapes are 
that's sometimes not so pretty either. We're blending two different clones, and gotcha. the majority of it is the old clone, in which w- the winemakers that we have have said that it is the Malone de Begonia. So we're thinking that that's why it's special. And then the other clone is an, is a newer clone on top from Recito. And the older one is from yeah. 62, you said? Yeah, from 1962. And how long has Barra been making this Pinot Blanc, or any Pinot Blanc? You know, well, first, first we were growers, remember. Right. So we didn't really start making wine until 1998. Okay, yeah, right. So right, 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 it was right. probably, you know, in the year 2000 before we started making Pinot Blanc. Dan, this wine is still... Four minutes after tasting it is still driving mouth. me nuts. In my oh, I know. Mouth. Yeah, Absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. delicious. This just keeps going on. There are people in this world who will put uh, this particular grape variety into barrels and try mm-hmm. to make a, a Chardonnay style or type out of this fruit. It works okay. It's it doesn't it doesn't disappoint you. The problem is that as a wine unto itself, it can be. Wonderful, as long as you're growing the fruit in the right location. That's why Mendocino County is so special. Look, how many others, I I can name you three or four other Mendocino County producers making Pinot Blanc, and they're all really, really tasty wines. This one may be the best of them all. This is really I think Greg Graziano may make one. I'm not sure. Greg, Greg, Greg Graziano is a fabulous winemaker. We go, we've had him on the show before once before. I'll have him again very soon. Mm-hmm. Greg is fabulous. He's a great guy. But this can you imagine Pinot Blanc where it grows? It grows in Monterey County. It grows in San Luis Obispo County. It grows in the Sierra Foothills. It grows, certainly Mendocino. But and there's not much of it, Dan. No, there's no. only 438 acres in all of California. We have really? to have 14. Oh, it's wow. very limited. So if you, as you as a consumer, come across it, try it because it, it's um, go to the website baraofmendocino.com. B a r r a. Uh, Dan, explain a little more about why uh, this is called Pinot Blanc. I mean, what is Pinot well, Blanc exactly? Uh, P- Pinot you know, is the family, and there are plenty of Pinot varieties in the family. And the Pinot Blanc is identified separately from Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, right. Pinot Gris, all these other Pinots. Sure. P- the Pinot family is is very susceptible to vineyard maladies as well as to changes in how the clones work within each vineyard. So if you were to take cuttings from one vineyard, plant them in a different soil type and different climate region, you're going to get something different. Wow. And that's why the and by the way, this is not a technically this is not a bar of wine. This says Girasol on the label. This yeah. is your Martha, second. what's up with that? That's Girasol. Our, that's our second label, Girasol. Very and that's cool. our what we call our workhorse. And where does the name come from? Girasoli means sunflower in Italian and Charlie being Italian and that label has worked very well for us. And that's a beautiful label too. Oh thank you. Yeah. Wow. And what we, you know, I've, Dan, when we're running into this, is everyone really likes the name Girasoli? It's trademarked. We're running into infringements and have to hire attorneys to say to the people, hold on. You own it. We own it. Yeah. I have one, one question for you. When, when, when Barra of Mendocino would show up at Wine Song in Mendocino County every, every year, we'd go to Wine Song in, was it April? I think it was. 
we go to Wine Song, September. and you go over to the table that was Barra of Mendocino, and at the table, Martha would put onto your, onto on the onto your wrist, a bee. A bee, of course. Would you explain that? Yes, please explain, Lucy. Well, that the reason that we use a bee, it was a way of touching people and telling them that we are certified organic, and that was just uh, the story, you know. But it was the touching, and it gave you an opportunity. Yeah, very cool. People loved it. I'm sure. Um, and they would tell me then the next year, well, it's on my computer bag. It's <laughs> on my mirror. This goes on forever. I think the problem that most people have to say Mendocino is out of your normal thinking when you decide you want to go wine tasting and say, well, if I live in Santa Rosa, maybe I just stay around here and do some summer county wine. Yeah. Well, that's no problem. We, no, that's we, cool. we make good wine. But if you're looking for an unusual experience and some fascinating wines and really dramatically different wines, Mendocino is your place. And whether it's Anderson Valley on the one side right. or the Ukiah side or Hopland all the way up to... Or Redwood where, Valley. Or Redwood Valley. Delicious place. My band used to play a lot at the Casper Inn in Casper. And oh, I, how fun. And when, you know, we'd play like three nights or something, or we'd have a day off. And, and they're still going, Steve. I know. I love the Casper Inn. My band was too large. We had like <laughs> uh, sometimes 11 people. Oh. And at the Casper Inn, that meant half of the band or more than half of the band was on the dance floor. With the microphones, because we couldn't fit everybody on the stage, but it's still, it's a great place, and I'm so glad to hear that they're still cooking. We'd spend uh, three or four days in Mendocino, uh, uh, staying near Casper. We played all sorts of stuff, you know, a lot of uh, R&B and soul. The band was called The Mix, M-I-X, and we called it that because it really was a mix of music and, and everything that we played. My first visit in, uh, to Mendocino was 1981. Really? Yeah, and I must tell you that <laughs> it was pretty rustic in those days. And the winemaking was really, I mean, if you didn't have good grapes, you get out of the way because you're going to get run down. This stuff was really mediocre stuff. Lots and lots of mediocre wine in 1981. But every now and then there was a little bit of a bright spot. And it was evident from the tasting of the fruit. If You, you could see by smelling the wine that it had potential. Yeah. But the winemaking skills were just non-existent. Yeah, I, we, you know, we did have <laughs> the old man, John Parducci. We yeah. did have the old, old crusty John Parducci who had a wonderful palate, and he mm-hmm. had some skills. He was bright, and, and yeah. all, uh, talk about being a curmudgeon. Man, exactly. I'll and I would... <laughs> he would say to the grower, you expect me to make good wine out of that? Stuff. It's <laughs> more than stuff. Then, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> How many winemakers now at uh, Barrow Wines? Our premier winemaker is Randy Meyer, and then we, yeah. he has an assistant winemaker. And the reason we have two, Steve, is we have a we have a custom crush facility there also. Oh yeah. And we make wine, a lot of wine for other people. We're very fortunate to have a very good, very good winemaker. The more important issue, besides the quality of the product, is the fact that. This is all very, very affordable stuff. I mean, in no, uh, in some areas of the world, wines of this caliber would go for twice as much. I agree. And these wines are all very reasonably priced, including this next wine, which we're going to open, which is the Petite Syrah, which will blow me away because it always does. But I think more importantly is price. And, and a consumer should know 
when you go to Mendocino, you're going to pay less, typically, than you would if you were going to a more prestigious region. That doesn't mean to say the wines are any less. It's just that people don't know about this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and how many producers are there in Mendocino compared to the number of acres? You, what do you have, about 10,000 acres in the entire county now, something like that? Yeah, something like that, Dan. But we, we have 88 wineries. You know, that's... That's small. That's really tiny. Yeah, that's tiny. And, I mean, you know, our, our biggest ones uh, are Bonterra, Fetzer, um, Parducci. Um, and then, you you know, those are in the 100,000 or million case range. And yeah, then yeah, you get yeah. down to the rest of us, and we're between 20 and 40. So, you know, we're, we have a few, but nothing. Uh, but we have some very prestigious wineries there. You know, we have... Rotor Champagne, mm-hmm. Scharfenberger, um, and then we have all of the um, Anderson Valley Pinot Noir producers in there. That's where a lot of the new wineries are, because here again, that's that climate, yeah. uh, special climate that we have in Mendocino. Reiterate where Barra is and how to get there. How to get there. If, if you're coming from the south, say from Santa Rosa, where we're speaking from today. Take you an hour to get to Ukiah and the tasting room, yeah. right off of 101, exit 555, and then just a little bit north, is a very architecturally splendid tasting room designed by an architect out of Marin. It was built in 1972 as an inverted champagne glass, a coupe, which, by the way, champagne drinkers are getting back to not the flutes, but they're getting back to drinking out of coops. So, um, long tasting bar. It's it, the elegant gardens. We have um, lots of events there. It's also an event center. Right. So, and go to um, baraofmendocino.com and check out everything they're doing. It's, yeah, it's we have really, a new we have a new website, so yeah, it'd okay. be fun. And it's a great story, Dan. I love this property. I love the vineyards. I love the winemaking, everything about it, and I especially love the fact that the wines are really affordable. I mean, that if, if you can find this bottle of Girasole Pinot Blanc, I assume that's available at Bottle Barn? Yes, it is. By the case. Yeah. <laughs> By the case. Yeah, I would think that that would be that would be under sixteen dollars. Even it'd probably be fourteen dollars at, at yeah. the bottle barn. There's wow. there isn't a sixteen dollar yeah. bottle of wine that good in this in this planet. Yeah, well, that is delicious wine. You know, it's doable, Dan, because we own the vineyards. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, the winery, and, that, and we're we're uh, it's all family, and we're all still working. And that's key. So, yeah. Yeah, it very is very cool. Right. Yeah. The other thing about this is very interesting is that. From a local point of view, you don't have a lot of competition in terms of, you said there are 88 wineries. I mean, that's not exactly a lot of competition. So when you go up to visit Mendocino County, if you want to visit tasting room, you're not going to run into hundreds and hundreds of people in the tasting no. rooms. Yeah, yeah. You're going to run into right. two or three or four or five people. And there's plenty of time for you to ask questions and get the the right answers uh, taste some really nice wines, especially in nice settings, reasonably pr- priced. There's always parking in the parking lot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And our, and our staff is well-educated. Um, our winemaker is a great, he's a great educator. I like these um, wines that you brought uh, today, Martha, partially because they represent the, a range of the styles of wines that you're making. But um, 
You're also making a Sangiovese. You want to talk about we a do bit that? make a Sangiovese. Fascinating wine. And year after year, it is very consistent, and we I think we know why. We used to sell to Bob Pepe over in Napa Pepe Winery, and Bob would he told us to let the grapes hang on the vine until the clusters shrivel, seeds turn brown, and the bottoms of the clusters shrivel. And we do that year after year. And, and you what's, know, what's it's Sangiovese. So important about that. It's just getting them ripe. You know, just at that perfect time to pick. Yeah. yeah. You well, know, Sangiovese is a very high acid grape, so you don't is. have to worry about it losing its acid on the vine. But one of the things that, that I like about Sangiovese, it has the same weight as Pinot Noir, but of a different flavor. So if you're not into the big, heavy Cabernets or the Petite Syrah that we're tasting right now, then um, try a Sangiovese, and it's something very different. And I love to say it, San Giovese. It is uh, Martha Barra from Barra Wines, Barra Vineyards. Go to Barra, Barra of Mendocino.com, B-A-R-R-A. Now, this is a... Uh, petite Syrah. Petite Syrah. I think there are something like 75 or 85 producers of Petite Syrah in California today. Isn't not, that amazing? Not much. Not, yeah. not, not too many. It's but, a great blender. Oh, it's that's a fabulous a, blender. That's why, because but this, it has uh, this deep is, color. This is your great pizza wine. This is where... Uh, beef stew with a with a couple of bay leaves in it. Ten years ago, this wine would have been more tannic than it is now. Really. You know, and this comes, this is exemplary of how we try to make our wines. Mm. Number one, true to the varietal. Varietally correct. Amen. Good mouthfeel. This so it. even oh. though Petite Syrah is known for its heavy tannins, it still ha- this one has good mouthfeel. Petite Syrah, talk about Fairly it. Fairly concentrated. It was originally called Durif, D-U-R-I-F, I think, or D-O-R-R-I-F. And it was uh, as a French uh, variety. It's grown in the Rhone Valley. Right. Uh, not particularly well regarded in France. It's uh, considered, really? uh, considered to be a kind of clumsy variety in France. Really? Well, the reason is it's not warm enough. And it tends to uh, grow strangely in that part of the uh, Rhone Valley. Here in California, we get warm enough days and cold enough nights, so we get the best of both worlds. But there's not a whole lot of Petite Syrah in Sonoma County, right? No, uh, there's there's less and less and less because right. people are pulling it out because okay. it's harder to sell the variety. Right. But I will tell you that the, all the producers who are making it are in love with it. I mean, Fulpiano has been making Petite <laughs> Syrah forever, and it's delicious stuff. This is a Mendocino kind of wine. This is very rich, and it's oily. It's got that mid-palate uh, presence yeah. and then the soft tannins. But I really, really like what happens with this wine when you put it in a decanter and let it sit there for about three days. Three days. And I'm not joking. Wow. I am not. This stuff really takes on really fascinating characteristics after you decant the wine for a couple of three days. This is really... Wow. A, I've never done that, Dan, but I'll try Oh, no, it. this is just a fab. And yours in, in particular, because it's got so much power and richness and subtlety in the finish. That's where the subtlety... I agree. And su- not overly oaked. No. We, we no. try not to... You know, we want... We're striving for balance. There are so plenty that- of people who are making petite syrahs to be more impressive than this when it's released. The more impressive a wine is when it's young, the less it will be impressive as it ages. Yeah, this wine is true. not impressive as, as a young wine. is. It's delicious. 
Yeah. And that means that the aftertaste is going to be there for, and I believe me, I've done this. You leave the cork out of the wine for two days, and you come back to it and you say, oh, it's going to be dead. Oh, no, no, it's better than it was when you opened it. I agree to that. Mm -hmm. Petit Syrah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. (laughs) All right. We are wrapping up our California Wine Country segment with Dan Berger. Martha Barra from Barra uh, Wines and Vineyards. Uh, it, it, the website is barraofmendocino.com. It's a little long, but that's because Mendocino is so long. So, uh, <laughs> well, And, you know, it, it came from Charlie's direction that he really wanted to emphasize Mendocino. that Mendocino was I important I agree. and that, um, that we really could grow quality grapes in Mendocino County. I wouldn't have asked Martha to come down from Redwood Valley if the, weren't, if the wines weren't that good. And they are fabulous, and that's one of the reasons why we love to have Mendocino producers on it. Martha Barra. It's Barra Wines and Vineyards. Again, it's uh, barraofmendocino.com. Martha, great to see you again. Thank you so much Thank for driving you, down from uh, Mendocino. Welcome. And we'll Happy do to it be again. here. Dan, we'll see you next Friday. Next week. It's California Wine Country on the drive, uh, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Right here on the Nifty 850. Wonderful Wino Radio. Wonderful Wino. The big sound in the big town. Wino time, bing bong. Five minutes past the big hour at five o'clock. Okay, what are the big sounds that you heard right here? Hi, wonderful Wino. Wonderful Wino. Wino time, bing bong. Five minutes past the big hour at five o'clock. Thank you, guys.